This episode brought to you by Stamps.com. Why go to the store to get stamps when you can have them printed right at home for your convenience? Also brought to you by DoorDash. The app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Nostalgia Critic Guy, remember it so you don't have to. So before I get to a certain animated film that surprised people with its growing popularity, I want to talk about another animated film that surprised people in a similar way. With Illumination Studios about to release one of its biggest, if not its all-time biggest hit, I think it makes sense to look back at the film series that put him on the map, Despicable Me and Minions. When you look at the highest grossing movie franchises of all time, there's several names you'd expect to be on there. Star Wars, Harry Potter, Jurassic Park, and so forth. But another franchise that keeps surprisingly making big bucks are these movies. We see those minions all over the place. Even other films have mocked how weirdly iconic they've become. What about to lose our American deities? So this does beg the question, are they worth all the praise? I mean, I don't know anyone who hates these movies, but I don't know anyone who loves them either. Yet, they still keep Illumination as one of the biggest animation studios. So what were they doing right that many of us seem to be missing? Well, let's go back to 2010 for the release of their first film, Despicable Me. <laughs> If you saw the teaser for this movie, you'd probably think this would be an easy film to forget. It's literally just the opening of the flick with a family visiting the pyramids, only to find they've been stolen. It just looked... odd. As more trailers came out, people still weren't sure what to think of it. The film centered around a wannabe supervillain named Gru, played by Steve Carell who's in competition with another supervillain named Vector, played by Jason Siegel. When he tricks three orphan girls into helping him out with an evil scheme, he finds he actually forms a strong bond with them and may actually want to give up the supervillain lifestyle, all while Vector is becoming more and more dangerous. The film, many said, was the perfect definition of... cute. Okay, bedtime. Aww. It had some laughs, had some heart, and the animation was bright and colorful. But audiences, especially kids, fell in love with one particular element, Gru's minions. <laughs> Voiced by the film's director speaking absolute gibberish and leaving most of their humor to visual slapstick, these were the perfect loud, bouncy, and unmistakably distinct comic relief that, let's face it, most likely skyrocketed these films to being iconic. Not at all to say the main characters were bad, because they weren't. They were just very safe and predictable. Are these beds made out of bombs? Yes, but they are very old and highly unlikely to blow up. But try not to toss and turn. The minions, though, spoke a language that only kids seemed to fully embrace. Similar to when I was a kid and me and my friends all laughed our asses off at Happy Happy Joy Joy. Why was this funny to us as children? It just combined the magic formula of silly, weird, and just a little inappropriate and the Minions seemed to do something similar for kids in 2010. This resulted in the film being a surprise hit, so naturally a sequel was in the works. 
Three years later, Despicable Me 2 came out, and it's gonna sound weird, but this was kind of the most important sequel in the series. Because the first film did so well and they knew kids loved the wacky humor, they had to decide in the second one, do these movies try to have a lot of heart, lean heavier into the humor, or try to do a balance of both? There's no doubt kids loved the first movie, so whatever direction the second one went in, it was going to be the roadmap for the future of the franchise. And yeah, they went with all jokes. I am Silas Ramsbottom. Bottom. Film's credit, it was kind of the perfect time for a just all jokes movie. I can't say 2013 was a bad year, but I do recall people were a little on edge. There was the Snowden stuff, the Boston Marathon bombing, a typhoon in the Philippines. People kind of just wanted to see something light, bright, and colorful, and this movie fit the bill perfectly. Gru is recruited by a spy named Lucy, played by Kristen Wiig, to help her agency recover a dangerous mutagen from an evil genius. At first, he refuses, thinking he'll put his newly adopted kids in danger, but he finds he misses the thrill of action. So he agrees to join Lucy to find this super baddie, and... Yeah, that's about it. While I can't pretend there's no heart in this movie, it clearly takes a backseat to the humor. And you could argue this is the beginning of the film's kind of becoming unfocused. Because they figured out the minions were the breakout characters, they tried to sneak them in wherever they could, whether it made sense or not. Sometimes they got a laugh, other times they pulled whatever little story was going on to a halt. Like I remember after one of the major action sequences, it suddenly cuts to this. What the hell is going on? There's a lot of scenes like that, but there are still some good elements too. Lucy is a good addition to the cast. She's a pretty fun character, and when it comes to voiceover, I kind of think Kristen Wiig can do no wrong. I apologize for our methods in getting you here. I don't. <laughs> I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Give me a bit of a buzz, actually. There is still a nice connection between Gru and the girls, and them wanting him to find a girlfriend for him and a mother for them. Are you single? Oh, goodness. Ah, hey! Even if it is a little fast, but again, this film was mostly about jokes, and the jokes seem to work well enough. With the help of a really good marketing campaign and, like I said, some good timing, Despicable Me 2 was a gigantic hit, becoming the third highest grossing film of that year. And at the center, once again, were the Minions. Despite not being the main characters, they were officially the face of the franchise, showing up as mascots, toys, countless merchandise. They were all over the place. So finally, Illumination decided to cut out the middle Gru and just give them their own movie. Minions was released in 2015, two years after the last Despicable Me sequel. I think a lot of people thought this would be similar to like what they did with the Pirate of the Caribbean sequels down the line. Everyone just wants to see Jack Sparrow, so why not just give him Jack Sparrow? And apparently Jeffrey Rush in both of these. <laughs> The reaction to this was, uh, a little better than the pirate sequels, but not by much. The film is a prequel showing that since the dawn of time, there have always been minions. Searching for someone to serve, but the problem is, they suck at <laughs> That is, until the 60s, when they see there's a villain con. This is a funny idea, but I really don't think cons were that big in the 60s. At least, not this big, but who cares splitting hairs? Three of the minions named Stuart, Kevin, and Bob, please don't ask me which one is which, they're pretty interchangeable, are drawn to a supervillain named Scarlet Overkill, played by Sandra Bullock. 
She uses them for her own evil deeds, which is fine by them, that's what they wanted. But rather out of nowhere, she backstabs them because, again, this series is mainly about jokes and not really about anything making sense. And honestly, for about the first half of the movie, it isn't bad. The jokes are pretty good with them accidentally killing anyone they work with, greeting this family of future homicidal maniacs, and I do forget how hilarious Sandra Bullock can be. All these villains, and yet I still have the bear. Stuffed bear, why am I holding a bear? I always group her in with that 90s American sweetheart lineup that always felt ungenuine to me, but I do forget she can be very, very funny. This is one of those movies, though, where it's very easy to point out where everything goes downhill. There's a scene halfway through where all they have to do is hypnotize these guards and have them sing a little song. Okay, cute, whatever. But then... I know I said it already, but what the hell is going on? Yeah, from here on out, this is just how the film works. It had a clear plot they were working towards, and then they just go for random setups that they think the minions would be funny in. And honestly, it's just too random. <laughs> Again, there are some jokes that work. Scarlet Overkill's dress that literally overkills made me laugh. But this was feeling more like clips to put in a trailer rather than a funny plot that was elevated with clever humor. Look, it's like he's peeing on them, but he's not. It's hilarious. While the film was another big hit, in fact, for a while it was in the top 10 highest grossing movies of all time, the movies were starting to feel a little cheap. Though not in the animation itself, it was still bouncy and weird and no doubt entertained a lot of kids, but people were starting to get a little bit more split about it. Like, yeah, I laughed, but that's about it. Nothing really stayed with anyone after seeing the flick. The Despicable Me movies, despite also being very joke-centered, did have the family element to anchor it down to make it about something, even if it wasn't a ton of something. So, it was back to formula as it was decided at least one more Despicable Me movie was going to be made. Would it recapture the spirit of the original? No. Oh, Buster, you're the cutest little kitty there is. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You remind me of Stamps.com. What's that? It feels like a real stretch? Well, Stamps.com is adorable. And if you don't think so, you're the devil. Because when every person, moment, and penny counts in your business, you can't afford to take any of them for granted. Like I can't take you for granted. Oh, look at that. You're chatting while looking outside. Well, Stamps.com gets a lot of people chatting too. Or is it chattering that cats do? Did I just ruin this joke? For the last 25 years, they've been helping businesses like yours save time and money. So you can focus on your business knowing Stamps.com has all your postage needs covered with premium discounts and great rates. Oh, that's right. Just keep looking outside and don't look at the camera because that would be very photogenic and cute and you're kind of ruining this sponsorship by not doing it all what I want you to do, but I'll just keep petting you because you're adorable and let's talk about premium discounts. Because running a business isn't cheap, especially when it comes to fulfilling orders for your customers. Luckily, Stamps.com has huge carrier discounts up to 84% off USBS and UPS rates. Plus, Stamps.com automatically tells you your cheapest and fastest shipping options. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Okay, you're just gonna be going over here now. All right. Buster, did you know that a post office is in your office? And by your office, I mean, 
I guess this is your office because cats don't really have owners. They have staff, as everybody says, and you're clearly not cooperating with this at all. I'm trying to shoot you and make you look cute, but you're just being a little pain in the- With stamps.com, all you need is a computer and printer. They even send you a free scale, so you'll have everything you need to get started. If you need a package pickup, you can easily schedule it through your stamps.com dashboard. And if you sell products online, stamps.com seamlessly connects with every major marketplace and shopping cart. It just makes me want to not get angry that you're just rubbing your face up against the lens, probably making the lens all dirty and gross, but don't you just make me so happy the sponsorship is going so well, I'm sure Stamps.com is so happy too. Set your business up for success when you get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up at Stamps.com slash Nostalgia for a special order that includes a four-week free trial plus free postage and a free digital scale, no long-term commitments or contracts, just go to Stamps.com slash Nostalgia. Ooh, that was another long breath. But it's worth it to talk about DoorDash. That's right, Buster, I guess we're talking about DoorDash now. Missing the syrup for your pancakes? <laughs> that ties in beautifully into this. Are you missing the syrup for your pancakes, Buster? Or just right out your favorite coffee creamer? Like you drink, cat? With DoorDash grocery delivery, you can get what you want right when you need it. You trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery deliveries that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. Yeah, that's right, lick yourself, because that's exactly what the audience wants to see. How can something so cute try continually to be repulsive? But you should know, Buster, you'll get exactly what you ordered or they'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you pick them yourself. Want even more value, Buster? Cause it really looks like you care about money? You can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a zero dollar delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. With easy substitutions right in the app and best in class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. That's your butt. Thank you for showing your butt. I should've used Chaplin. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $20 value when you use the code AWESOME at checkout. Limited time offer terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20 no minimum subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code AWESOME. Don't forget, that's code AWESOME for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. And this is Buster's tail looking like something else. And now it's gone. Wanna go to the vet? plays Arkham Asylum for the first time ever every Friday on Twitch. We also have content five days a week. Hope to see you there. In 2017, Despicable Me 3 was released, and the consensus seems to be it's the least of the Despicable Me films, but it's not awful. An 80s child star from a show called Evil Brat, voiced by Trey Parker, is obsessed with reliving the good old days and tries to be a supervillain similar to what his character did on his cancelled show. Gru and Lucy are called in to take him down, but after things go awry, they're kicked out of the agency. Oh, and also Gru has a brother that looks just like him. Oh, and one of the girls is searching for unicorns. Oh, and another girl is on a date with a boy she doesn't like. Oh, and Lucy is trying to figure out how to be a good mother. Oh, and the minions are thrown in jail. Okay, you can already see the problem, right? The focus in these movies has been getting worse and worse, and now it's getting in the way of the more heartfelt moments. Gru, for example, teams up with his brother having ulterior motives, but out of nowhere acts way too mean to him. No wonder Dad thought you were such a failure. <gasps> this just seems like a lame excuse to have a third act breakup. And on top of that, some of these jokes do feel a little dated. Even the ones that are supposed to be dated. Like there's a lot of 80s exploitation at a time when that was really dying down. 
Honestly, the show he was on has more of a 90s vibe. Doesn't it feel a lot more like Pinky and the Brain? I do think some 90s throwback would have been a little bit more timely and fun. Also an animated film where the villain is playing the song bad while doing an evil deed. How can you not think of Megamind when you see that? But again, the film isn't awful. It does at least try to give everyone an arc to go through, some work, some don't. The minions, despite having a B story that accomplishes very little, are very funny. You think they're gonna be eaten alive in prison, but they actually end up owning the place. That's pretty hilarious. Get that back! Then there's just an overall sense of harmlessness. When a joke failed, it didn't make you laugh, but it didn't make you angry either. There was a sense of trying that was coming through. It just, once again, had trouble keeping its eye on one thing as opposed to a ton. With that said, the box office still showed this franchise wasn't done yet. It didn't make as much as Minions, but it did make more than its previous sequel. So, logically, let's make a sequel to the one that made more money. Delayed several times due to COVID, Minions The Rise of Gru was completed in 2020, but didn't come out until 2022. And by this point, people knew what to expect. This was clearly just an excuse for jokes, imaginative humor, nothing remotely deep, and once again, people were ready to play along. The film picks up eight years after the last Minion movie as a young Gru, who does not look eight years older from the last film, takes the Minions in hoping they'll help him be a part of the Vicious Six. Who let the kid in? I thought he was a tiny man. What's wrong with you? Gru steals a magical stone from them until they change their mind and all sorts of crazy things happen with that stone and face it, you don't care. With the Despicable Me movies, you might get a bit of investment if you're lucky, but with the Minions films, you're just here for lazy YouTube clips. But as lazy YouTube clips go, it is better than the last Minions movie. There's some fun moments with characters turning into various animals and monsters and meeting people to help them control these new abilities. The animation is easily the best it's ever looked in these films. I mean, look at the backgrounds in half of these scenes compared to the backgrounds in the first movie. It's impressive how far the technology has come in what's basically an expensive Tiny Toons flick. But hey, Tiny Toons made a flick that was nothing but jokes and was kind of fun, and this is similar. Rather than pretend the films are not unfocused in this one, they just lean heavy into it. There's a sequence where all they have to do is fly to get to the main villains, but this turns into a whole routine where we see them as 70s pilots and flight attendants, and it could easily be cut out. However, you would miss some good laughs. You can't say it's a great comedy, but you kind of give it credit for not pretending to be anything but what it is. And nowhere was that better demonstrated than with an unexpected trend called Gentle Minions. Groups of teen boys would dress up in suits and attend the film as if they were seeing the most serious movie ever produced by humans. Sometimes it got a little out of control, like some would scream and throw bananas at the screen, but the fact is these kids knew what kind of film they were going to see, and had fun with it. It wasn't like Morbius where it turned into a meme because they were criticizing what a waste of time it was. This was turned into a meme because they were celebrating what a waste of time it was. They knew they weren't going to get any life-altering lessons from it. It was just fun to turn your brain off and get a few laughs while pretending you were seeing high art. I think. Okay, I'm not going to pretend I 100% followed this either, but that image does make me laugh. The film once again killed at the box office, being the fifth highest grossing movie of that year. And this is a year when these flicks came out. Audiences once again didn't seem to fall in love with it, but enjoyed it just fine. 
And as I'm recording this, it looks like a Despicable Me 4 is in the works. And on the one hand, I do think they should probably stop or at the very least start wrapping them up. But on the other hand, why stop now? What, are we gonna ruin the integrity of these movies if they just keep making them? These flicks seem to be perpetual money makers. Despite very rarely being about anything deeper meaningful, that might actually be what brings people back to them. They are light, they are unfocused, they do clearly care more about giving kids a good time rather than teaching strong lessons. It's cinematic candy, but you know what? Candy in moderation isn't that bad. Candy is bright, colorful, sweet, and if done right, can make you smile for a short bit of time. With films still being made, will these movies ever go deeper with their characters and stories? I guess it's uncertain, but at this point, it's not expected. I can't pretend I really get into these films that much, but if I was, say, under 12 years old, I think I would. As an adult, they're not bad, they're just not anything that special. But I don't think they're supposed to be anything special to us. Like I said, these films seem to speak a secret language that kids really understand and gravitate towards. And there is something special about that. It captured that hyper-silliness that wants to have fun just to have fun. And as long as there's no bad messages or obnoxious humor to make you grind your teeth, I think it's okay. It's not the smartest kids franchise out there, but it is still imaginative and weird enough that you can see how it would spark creativity and humor in others. They're probably not high art, but they're probably high... They're probably high. I'm a nostalgia critic, I remember it, so you don't have to. <laughs> this month for Cameos for Charity, we're doing the Children's Health Foundation in Ireland. I actually sat next to some of these people at the convention I was at when I was in Dublin, and their cause seemed really wonderful, so I decided to dedicate this whole month to them. Children's Health Foundation raises vital funds to support sick children and their families in Children's Health Ireland hospitals and urgent care centers in Crumlin, Temple Street, Tallet, and Connolly. If you check out their website, you can see all the various ways they try to help children and also the creative ways they try to raise money and awareness. So if you want a cameo from me saying happy birthday or congrats, good luck or whatever, just click on the link below and you'll be giving to a good cause. Or if you're like, I don't like you, no. Well, check out their website anyway and see all the good that they do. It's wonderful people helping wonderful kids and you can play a big part in helping them out. <laughs>